Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today I'm talking once again with my friend Sarah. And Sarah, you are really into the theater, right? Yes. And so how did that begin, your love for the theater? So I suppose my love for the theatre began <clears throat> actually with a love of classical ballet. And I started studying ballet when I was three years old. Well, Before I even had a chance to make a decision that I wanted to do it, my mum decided that, you know, as all little girls do, she was going to send me to ballet class. And as I grew up, um, while my friends sort of got to the age where that wasn't really cool anymore and they stopped doing it, I grew to really, really love it. And um, it became one of the great loves of my life. And I started going to the theatre really to see ballet and to see sort of dance performances and musicals also. Um, so, yes, I studied music at school as well. So the combination of dance and music was always a, a good theatre experience for me. And do you think it was one of those things that because you were forced down that way, then that just continued to lead you that way or... Do you really think that you independently developed a love for it? I think I did independently develop a love for it. Um, I think at the age where I would have stopped it, um, probably when I was about 12 or 13, something like that, when it was becoming not cool and all my friends at school were stopping it, I wasn't allowed. My mum and dad insisted that I needed to carry on with this. And by the time I was 15, 16... I loved it and I really wanted to do more of it. And then I had the other argument with my parents that, you know, I didn't have time, I should be doing my homework and not spending so much time in ballet class and uh, daydreaming about being on the stage. <laughs> so. And do you think in this day and age where there's so much other entertainment and technology and things like that, is, it, is the theatre still alive the way that it was? So that's a really interesting question. Um, I think people don't have necessarily the same... Um, habit of going to the theatre as, uh, as, as a usual form of entertainment. I think it's more of a special thing to do. Um, but it is a completely different experience to any video game or cinema experience that you will have because the actors or the dancers or the performers are live and they're, they're humans like you and me and they're performing in front of you and you get the sense of, um, you know, it could go wrong. It could, it's, it's live. It, there's no, you know, stop and do a second take if somebody forgets a line or misses up, messes up their footwork or something like that. It's live and you have to keep going. And there's something very courageous about being on the stage and performing in front of a live audience as well. Right. And so you're from England originally and in London there's still a huge market for the theatre, right? Because you have the West End and this is where all these famous plays take place. Absolutely, yeah, that's right. And have, have you seen particular performances there that were really memorable? So I haven't seen many performances in London as such. I've seen a few um, of the big um, musical um, theatre performances and I've been obviously to the Royal Opera House and seen the Royal Ballet, which is always a treat. I lived in Moscow for a time when I was a student and as a student of the Moscow State University I was entitled to quite a large discount on tickets for the Bolshoi Theatre. So I used to go very regularly to the theatre when I lived in Russia and went to see ballets and operas 
there, which was, um, yeah, quite a magical experience, really. It's not every day that you get to go to the Bolshoi Theatre, so for me that was really special. Right, because in all kinds of of performance like that, I mean, even during the Soviet period, it was so famous for the 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 perfect timing and the, and the following of, of instructions and everything absolutely like that. there's something with ballet that's very very disciplined and i think that appealed to that sort of soviet mentality rather like gymnastics as well they had very good rhythmic gymnastics teams that um yeah it's it is very much a discipline and it's very hard work and um and it is a demonstration of extreme strength and physical capacity so i think that was what made it made them shine in that respect and they still do shine um even post soviet they still shine um and this is still a very special experience and now you live in copenhagen as you told us last time and what's the theater scene like there so the theater scene in copenhagen is quite exciting because as i think i mentioned in my last um discussion with you in denmark they speak very good english So there are two sides to the theatre scene in Copenhagen. One is the Danish side, which, um, again, they have a very um, uh, a very good royal opera and royal ballet company um, who do quite traditional performances. They also have quite a lot of um, experimental performances in Danish, experimental plays and drama. But they also have a professional English-speaking theatre scene, which um, has been around for a about 15 20 years now which is not you know that's quite good going um and i've been lucky enough to do some performances with one of their companies um so they perform in english usually plays with quite a small cast three or four people um and they have a very good following even of um schools uh with school children uh come to watch the plays and to um to you know to have a theater experience in english And as I mean, as you said in your first question, you know, is is that a a real entertainment experience for them? It's been it was very interesting being in a play with a lot of school uh, school age sort of teenage um, audience members who weren't used to coming to the theatre and who weren't used to that experience. And um, we did the play The Woman in Black, which is I think the second longest running play in the West End in London. It's been on for. I can't remember how many years now, 20-odd years, without a break. And it's um, recently been made into a film with Daniel Radcliffe, who played Harry Potter, and a very scary, scary film. It's a horror film. And most of the kids who had uh, who came to the theatre to see the show had seen the film. So they knew it was going to be scary, but they all said that it was so much scarier in the theatre than it was watching it at the movies. They all screamed at some point in the play. The The audience all screamed. They felt It felt like a real live ghost experience for them because they were in the middle of it in a small theatre in Copenhagen. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, and so going back to English theatre for a minute, there's this one particular traditional form of English theatre called the pantomime, Mm. which you've been involved in uh, a lot. And so what is that? So pantomime is quite an interesting and, as you say, very specific to British theatre. It is uh, traditionally done at Christmas time and it is a take usually on a fairy tale story. Um, The main uh, aspect of it is that 
good will prevail over evil. That is the main thing that happens. That's a nice um, theme for Christmas time. It's a nice time. theme for Christmas time, exactly. Um, it's very much aimed at children. So we encourage a lot of children to come and um, be in the audience. And there's a lot of interaction between the actors on the stage and the audience, which is what makes it quite special. Um, the children are requested to indicate whenever the evil character is on the stage by booing and hissing at them. And if the evil character is going to is creeping up um to surprise the good character they are to yell it's behind you and they get very involved um and that makes it feel like a real experience for them and there's a lot of songs and dance routines there are also um some more adult jokes for the mums and dads to keep them entertained and usually the young male hero is actually played by an actress whereas the old woman is usually played by a man so there's some interesting uh, there are some interesting elements of it and has that come to Copenhagen as well? It's come to Copenhagen, yes. Um, as part of English Amateur Dramatics, we have um, a drama society for people who aren't professional actors but who love the theatre anyway, and we usually put on a Christmas performance, um, which has become a bit of a tradition, and um, a lot of the English-speaking children in Copenhagen really look forward to coming and joining in and coming and seeing it. We usually pull them up onto the stage to dance with us, and, uh, yeah, we give them little sweeties and, uh, <laughs> and have them sing songs with us, and they love it. All right, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Music